Sports Without Balls fans, growing in numbers. It's episode 41. Can you stand it? I can't. I'm sitting down. I am so excited for this episode because we are recording live from a hotel room, an undisclosed hotel room, the Radisson, in Austin, Texas this week. And I am joined with by one of my favorite comics. Uh, you guys are going to probably piss your pantalones because I've already been crying hysterically and we haven't even started. Uh, she hails from Louisiana, lives in LA. She travels all over the world. Um, she was on the Mindy Project. She has 8,000 credits. Please welcome Jen Kober. I can hear the fans going wild. I can hear <sighs> the arena light up. Oh, uh, and the arena is, uh, room 959 right next <laughs> to us, banging on the walls, being like, louder, we want to hear this episode. Wow. How are you, Ben? How is Austin treating you? We've been here a day. I love it. Yeah? It's a lot of comedy. It's a lot of comedy. A lot of different kind of comedy. I did a second show. You and I did a show oh, that's right. last night. We did the She Bang and show. I'd, yeah, all girls. All girls. Fantastic show. Wonderful set. Audience was... Like, I felt like I could open up a little, right? I did yeah. a little... got a little crazy. Stretched out a little. It was a good time. That second show they put me on was... Um, it was called the Blue Moon. Apparently, I was supposed to be blue. I was supposed to be. What do you mean? It was a dirty it show. It was dirty. Oh my There's god, that's no... horrifying. Yes, and I don't. I don't know what. No, to, I don't. Yeah. have that skill set. I don't. Well, mm. I don't. I think that's a good thing that you don't have that I... skill set. <laughs> I, I think that's was... a compliment to your I comedy did. that you can. I did. There, yeah, but there and there was another girl who brought the flipping place down. Uh, Dancing and wildly, seductively. Oh wow, uh, that sounds like Aaron Foley's worst nightmare. It, Aaron Foley, I wish you had been there because the only person that could have understood my pain more was you. Because they were like, "We need yeah. you to close out the show, Jen." I'm like, "Oh, what, what? oh, <laughs> oh, uh, I need to follow." Wow, okay. wow. It always, you know, it always. It, I don't know. I'm not saying this is always true, but sometimes when you have your, let's say you do sh- two shows a night, like we're on the road, we do a lot of like two shows. Whenever you have like that like amazing eight o'clock show, it's always like the next show is going to blow. Yeah. I don't know. There's always that thing. Like, and, and also it's like you don't get to perform with a lot of uh, women on the same bill. And there Never. was like seven of us last night and it was an amazing show. And so it doesn't, you know, the bar was pretty high, yeah, but then yeah. you go into like filth.com. So that kind well, of stinks. Well, it just surprised me. I, if, I think if you had asked me if I had material to do a blue show, I'd be like, sure, fine. Yeah. But then like I realized, oh, you don't mean. This is real. This, yeah. This you don't, you is, don't yeah. want me to just say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's not what you're saying. You're, yeah. you're talking about like a whole different yeah. level of. I filth. mean, yeah. I mean, a woman. I watched a woman hump a man on stage while singing Miley Cyrus's The Climb last night. Wow. I, I, I can't was, believe I didn't see that. And that brought the house down. And and there, listen, it was fine and dandy. I get yeah. it. It was super funny. I yeah. was laughing too. Yeah. But you can't put her on second. You no. Know? <laughs> like, where does the show go from there? Like, put me on second. Let me yes. tell my one dick joke I have and I'll move on with my yes. life. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, I don't even understand how. Yeah. I need to talk to my agent. How did I get put on the blue show? I like, don't know. what? Because they're doing shows of, like, people that wear glasses. (laughs) People with mustache. I'm doing, of course, the sports show, which we will get to, people. Don't panic. There's sports on this episode. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there's, like, some sort of sporty show called First and Ten, and it's all dudes and then I think me. Oh, I love it. So I was like, I I could do my my sports jokes. I do have several... You do. I heard them in Burbank. They're wonderful. 
Uh, yeah, so sport. Anyway, so the Moon Tower Comedy Festival is going on uh, last night, uh, tonight, Friday and Saturday. So if you're in the Austin area, go check out some shows. We've got a fantastic show that do- does include um, uh, probably more Miley Cyrus references. Um, <laughs> she is from Louisiana. Jen is from Louisiana, so we're going to do some SEC. Uh, we're going to talk some Saints. We'll probably talk some Giants uh, because the NFL season was announced last night. The schedule, oh, not the season. We all knew it was going to. The season's going to happen, but the schedule was a last night. It that that's that's sort of like a little gift in the middle of like a spring. You're like, yeah, the season. <laughs> is it? Oh, that's, it's like the upfronts. Like, like, yeah, waiting to run find run. out. Who's, do, do who's my show getting, get picked up? Do my show get picked up? Is this happening? Is this um, happening? Yeah. So let's start with. Uh, so when you were growing up, what what are your teams like? Who did you cheer for? When I was growing up, we always had to root for LSU. I right. mean, my dad went to LSU, my mom went to LSU, my brother and sister went to LSU. Wow. So there's like a, a thing there. There's a pattern. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that I broke. Really? Uh, yeah. I didn't go to LSU. Okay. I had a bigger aspirations than baton rouge so uh <laughs> i took off for chicago to go to college but um so i always followed uh lsu tiger football i mean i remember being like in the fourth grade yeah and we went to the lsu tennessee game and we were living in tennessee we were living in memphis because my dad was doing his residency there he's a doctor okay so we were living in memphis but we were in baton rouge visiting my grandparents we went to the lsu tennessee game and we were like how fun. so excited to be at a game and we wanted both teams to win because we lived in tennessee yeah, but right, we right, right. yeah and they tied. No. 24 to 24. It was like the greatest, which I thought they did just for us. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's fair. That was, that was totally fair, guys. That well, was the Cobras are 24. here. Nice try. Nice try. <laughs> Cobras are here. So let's just call it a tie. Let's just call it a deucer. Uh, <laughs> that's super fun. It was. I, I, you know, I didn't really get into college football. I mean, now I'm pretty much really into college football. I don't need another sport, but I, you know, I do get into it, but uh, in the nineties, I think it was right when I moved to Manhattan, like, like late nineties, I had a really good friend of mine and he went to Tennessee and we started watching Tennessee games together. And it just so happened that Peyton Manning was the quarterback of right. Tennessee. And I was like, Oh, I know his, I remember his father. Right. I mean, I never saw Archie Manning play, but I went through, this is such a nerd moment, but I collect I collected football and baseball cards and hockey and whatever uh, <laughs> when I was a little kid. Of course, I don't know why no one told me I was gay. But the point is, um, I had I have an Archie Manning football card what? when he played for the Houston Oilers, like his last oh, year. Oh, see, so weird. When we were in Memphis, from Memphis, when my dad was a resident, we moved to Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is very near houston and so oh. i started watching the houston oilers like that was like 83 84 yeah. so that was when i even knew they were there and then they that was like warren moon era yeah 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 they sold that, that team oh to they sold tennessee it. Yeah. that's the tennessee titans now now houston has the texans which i was a huge fan of but then now my ex liked them and so i don't follow them oh forget I had to, it I had to let that go um, our, which is fine because is their totally whole team fine. just fell apart. Yes. Well, due to your breakup. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Jen Cobra, <laughs> for ruining an NFL season. You were doing really well, then Splitsville, <laughs> and then no one can pass a ball or and catch now it. Now J.J. Watt has a bad knee. Yeah. Oh, my God. That guy is ferocious. He is. He is so fun to watch. And I am – I know we're recording from Austin, and I say this on stage, so I'm not just, like, saying this. I, I love Austin. I've been – 
performing here for three years. It's the only, it's the only for me, bright spot of Texas. I'm not a big Texas fan of anything, uh, especially sports teams because I grew up in New York, so it's like right. arch enemy. But uh, obviously, as a football fan, there's there's uh, players that you just love to watch play, and, and JJ Watt. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. He's I saw it was like the playoff game last year. We had blood. He, I think he busted his, his nose, nose. Uh-huh. and he had blood coming down the yeah, face mask. And I was like, playing. it's total like John Madden. Walk it off. Walk it off, boy. <laughs> I'd be like, do it oh, my Texas. God, my, 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 my broke my nose. No, him and Arian Foster. Those are my boys. Oh, they're Arian good. Foster, total vegan. Do you know this about him? Yes. And he's also like an amazing father. I remember he oh, put this whole sweet. article about how he how he wants to raise his girl and and he wants to hold men to like a higher standard to treat his daughter to treat our daughters well i literally was like just sobbing yeah like he's like he's the man and he's a vegan a vegan in in the nfl and like the fastest yeah guy in the nfl right now wow black guy named arian you gotta figure you're (laughs) overcoming a lot right there so oh my god i never thought about that that. out and uh, no you're black you're definitely black why are you called uh, Mama had a pop brownie. <laughs> <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, and then what's – all right. So, let's go back to SEC. You've got LSU. Now, they used to be so dominant. Well, they're yes. always they're always in the, in the mix. But now it's kind of like the rise they're of, like, having... Missouri and Auburn and those teams. I was very surprised with how well Missouri and Auburn did, actually. So surprised. Uh, in the SEC. I was surprised how well A&M did. I mean, A&M brought down Alabama. Right. A&M kept Alabama out of it all. We got to thank old A&M for that. Yes. Because that's my teams are LSU and whoever's playing Alabama. <laughs> I don't ever want Alabama to win one thing that Nick Saban can get on that roll tide and roll his ass right on out of town. Oh, man, I love Because I am not about that crimson wave. I don't, I'm sorry, Alabama people. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry you had to live in Alabama. I'm sorry you had to <laughs> go to school in Alabama. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry that nobody took you even just across the state line to Mississippi, which is still pretty shitty, but better than Alabama. Wow, I love so. when people get fired up about the sports teams. <laughs> that is um, amazing. I am. A huge... Yeah, Nick Saban jumped ship, right? Yes. He went from LSU and... to the enemy. Is the enemy for LSU? Alabama. Alabama. Okay. It's Alabama. Is that pre Saban? Alabama. Or was... Probably, I don't right? know. I don't remember. I only remember hating them really yeah. recently uh, this much. Yeah. Um, but I, I and I went to grad school at UF. So I'm okay. also into the Gators sometimes. Yes. They had a yeah. couple of really great seasons while I was in grad seasons. school. Yeah. yeah. So what did you go to grad school for? Uh, theater acting. No way. Mm. Oh, I should have guessed that. I mean, you're an actor and a comedian. I'm like, what'd you study? Pharmacy? I don't know why I just said that. But I mean, I could have. It was, you know, so it was, random. It, you never know. You're a you're a professional comedian and actor. What'd you study in grad school? Well, Environmental like, science. You don't know. Matt Eisman has a a doctor degree. Like he's a medical doctor and, and no way became a comedian. Yes, can you imagine? Oh my what god, your parents like Patch Adams. Oh my god, they'd kill me. So <laughs> they're already looking at me like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, my parents retired. They're New Yorkers, but they retired to Florida about 10 years ago. And now they've become crazy Gator fans, uh-huh. crazy Tampa Bay Rays fans. I mean, oh, I can't and they're, do that, they're huge sports fans. So I love those Gators. Some, when that orange yeah. and blue comes out, oh, it makes they're me happy. They're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. They're, and they're, and when I was in grad school, the thing to do was to go to this one 
uh, pub and watch the game there. Like all the theater students would be there. You know, yeah. The drama nerds. Yeah. Not then our tights and our leotards <laughs> stretching at the bar. And um, <laughs> let's practice our Macbeth lines in the second quarter. Exactly. And um, so it was always like a big sort of party atmosphere. So like, yeah. even though I wasn't into the games at first, I was just kind of there to like be social and, and yeah. not sit in my apartment by myself. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, and then, you know, somebody started explaining the games to me and I was like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're good. Yes. We're good at this. Aren't we? You know? And then, yeah, you get excited. I know. I always think like the more people know about, uh, the sport, the rules, especially football. Like I've heard, I've had a lot of people that are just like, um, they get into it, but they're like, eh. but then when you really explain the game to them, because that's really all I want to do is explain the nuances <laughs> of any sport at like for hours. Two it's people. really the reason why I started this podcast. Cause I'm like, uh, people are just, I usually just trap people and I'm like, did you hear about blah, 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 blah. And they're like, Oh Christ, do I have to talk to you about this? And now I'm like, it's planned. I have an hour of sports, uh, talk, but that's it. But it, football, I think people get into football more when they honestly know and a I lot more the, about it. The teams have to be, interesting i mean this last super bowl was such a dud for me like it was such a dud i didn't care i didn't i cared i mean but but like i liked both teams is what i mean when i didn't like i was ready to watch just a good game me too and it was such a blowout and the year before with the ravens yeah i went into that i'm like i need come on y'all i need that like a game yeah game i mean i remember watching one i guess it must have been a few years ago uh the Bears were playing the Colts, maybe, to get into the the whole shebang. Well, the Bears wound up playing the Colts in the Super Bowl. That was when Peyton Manning beat the okay, Bears so in the Super so Bowl. Okay, so who did the Bears have to beat to get to that game? Some NFC team, I don't know. There was some crazy game yeah. that the Bears played, right? And I was like, oh my Carol, God. Carol, get on the <laughs> computer and figure this out. Carol Google came it. with me to Austin. Jen just met her. And, uh, Carol seems a little... Is she... Yeah. Has she been drinking? Well, no. Apparently, last night, someone baked a whole tray of pop brownies. Oh. And she and got Carol up this got morning. Oh. She thinks they're just nice, real yummy treats. No, she's well, baked out the, of her mind. This is the problem with pot brownies is you eat one and then the munchies sit in. And, and all then you, that you keep have eating the brownies. Them? So you keep eating them and then you're like... Well, shit, now I don't know my fucking name, and all I have is a sugar high, and you don't know what to do. Carol, I feel your pain, sweetheart. I feel your pain. I'm sorry you're having to be at work. Uh, the inside joke is maybe Jen Cobra brought over the brownies. Um, <laughs> now Carol's tripping her face off. She's like, what, are the bears a team? <laughs> She's looking for bears right now. Moon River. She's scared in the corner. She is totally scared in the corner. Uh, yeah, but we'll fact check. But I'm sure the, I can't remember, but the bears it was I'm sure a, played an I'm amazing game. Like, it was yeah. a... I was not I was, the reason I even saw the game was because yeah. my car broke down and I was stuck at my buddy Justin's house and he was like I'm going to go get the part we need you stay here well, what choice do I have my yeah. car doesn't work <laughs> I sat on his like and you got to understand this kid's made furniture out of like crates and duct tape and <laughs> cinder blocks and plywood he found and shit like he's covered it with blankets so it would be nice for me so he's like a he thinks dude. he's cleaned yeah. up for me yeah. so I'm literally sitting on his makeshift duct tape couch, 
Uh, and the only channel he catches is this football game. And I've got like a bag of Doritos and a Yoohoo. And I'm like, I'm just. And <laughs> Let's a ba- do this. And maybe, maybe a bag of weed. And <laughs> I just sat there and got baked and ate Doritos and watched this game. And it was the greatest football game ever. Like when he came back, I was like, dude, <laughs> you missed the best shit ever. Like I start replaying the whole thing. He's like, what the hell? Why are you so oh, animated and amped up? Games. And I'm like. It was unbelievable. They were down. All he did the onside kick and like got the ball back, and then they hit. The, you're like, oh my god! They just scored like three yeah. touchdowns in like ten seconds. When does that fucking happen? It They're like happens. coming back. Like it was insane. That's why I love and it just made so much. yeah. It made it. That's the kind of game I want to see. Yeah. In a Super Bowl. Yeah. And we and don't you get know, that on very paper, often. Like that Ravens uh, 49ers game was actually super exciting, but. The problem was that freaking power went out. When that power went out, it was like the Ravens had control. And if the power hadn't gone out and the, and the 49ers came back just like in a natural fashion, not like let's take an hour off and plug the lamp in or whatever happened. I don't know. I am not an electrician. <laughs> the fact that you called it a lamp, though, makes you sound like an electrician. Oh, let's uh, check out the power board. My lesbian card just got revoked. Um, uh, but it just stopped the whole game. You're like, what is happening? Like, is this rigged? And then the 49ers came back, so it was kind of exciting. But you're like, it was just so weird. It was. It just broke up the whole game. But in fact, it was decided in the last like couple of plays. So it was exciting, but it was just... Um, it was just kind of bizarre. And I'm not a yeah. fan of the 49ers. I used to be, but I don't like the coach. And it was brother v. brother, so I was definitely rooting for the Ravens because uh, I like uh, John Harbaugh better than his brother. And right. I was like, he's older. He deserves a championship first, whatever. I get I get a little crazy about it. But um, but what I've like now sort of discovered, you know, not discovering, but watching more college football is it is pretty – unbelievable how dominant the sec is oh yes i ma'am. mean it's not oh, yes, even ma'am. close i got my yahoo sports app on my iphone yeah that's how i keep up with my teams yeah uh and you can look at you can view the the sec stuff a bunch of different ways or the college football and it'll show me um top 25 or i can just look at sec yeah and they're the same and, they and really you guys have an entire network even sec network it's yeah, unbelievable it's, it's, and i get it because at first i was like this is ridiculous, but I'm like, I didn't realize how many teams were in the SEC. I mean, oh, there's, yeah. it's, there's broken down now well, we SEC just got a, East a bunch and West. Of new ones. Yeah. So now in the SEC East, it's Missouri, South Carolina, Georgia, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt must be new, right? Maybe. Florida, yeah. Tennessee, and Kentucky. I didn't even know Kentucky had a football team. Yeah, some of these are non contenders. Some yeah. of them just get their ass kicked by the other yeah. real teams every time. And then the SEC West, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Texas A and M, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. And uh, that's how I great the it's SEC. So huge. They put Mississippi schools, schools that are further east of the Louisiana school in the Western Conference. Yeah. Welcome to the South. <laughs> <laughs> Wait out. Is it left or right, Earl? Is it left or right? <laughs> We don't know north, east, and west. We know is it left of the I ten or is it right of the I ten? <laughs> it's so stupid. But is I it mean, left of the rifle hooker donut shop. A and M came into that conference and nobody thought they were going to be able to hang. And they they that hung. first year they struggled a little yeah. bit, but they they hung. They took Alabama down. And I wonder what's going to be like without was, Johnny Manziel. I, don't I wonder know. what their team's going to be like. 
And Mike Evans, who yeah. I'm hoping slips down. I'm hoping every <laughs> owner has a concussion between one pick number one and 11 and the Giants get him at pick 12. I'm sure it's not going to happen, but <sighs> I would love to get that receiver. Um, Johnny Manziel, I, uh, I have such mixed feelings on that dude. I do too. Cause I just I like watching him play. I ball, like watching but him play. Everything that happens off the field, I am like, come on, man, what, what? I mean, are douche. you that guy? Are you like, you know, Ted Knight in Revenge of the Nerds? Like, just like, <laughs> oh my god, taunt, what a rep head of the Alpha Betas just taunting the little, like, what the hell, man? He's such a douche. He is off the field. He is and biggest like, dickus. Like, I'll you know, I'll I'll go. I'll give. Uh, but you know like they're super young right and they have all this fame and you know they will get the fortune whatever so you know i'll allow some you know some bad behavior now and then but i'm like it's just every single every every single thing he does is kind of douchey yeah and then the the also thing is like all right let's say you're kind of douchey off the field that's one thing but now on the field like last year like he'd make like the little money money, like you know what i mean like he'd it would be like a 10-yard pass, and then he'd, he'd hold up his fingers with the money. I'm like, no, that's a requirement. You're supposed to <laughs> pass the ball. <laughs> it reminded yards. me of, well, this is kind of totally, <clears throat> I'm sure there's an updated uh, reference, but I remember growing up uh, in New York, so I hated the Eagles. You know, you have right. to hate the Eagles. Still do. Still do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and... Randall Cunningham was the quarterback, right? Yes. I hated Randall Cunningham because he would throw literally a three-yard pass and then put his hands up like, what's up? I just did it. I'm the – like his <laughs> ego was so unchecked. And I – that – it sort of reminds me of that. You're doing this now like in your like – this unpro- well, you know, slash proven, yeah. unproven quarterback. I mean, because you could say like, we'll see any true Hollywood story about yeah. him. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, because it's like That's I want him to do LSU's well. Team, the Honey Badger. Yeah, I mean, oh, you're that, talking about yeah. a kid who was making moves that were um, unbelievable. I mean, come on, yeah, you, nobody moves like that. Yeah, this kid is getting through, doing his thing. They're making commercials and T-shirts and whatever yeah. about it. And he really, you're going to go, and I don't even think the story we got is what really happened, but I feel like there's the a little bit more than like splitting a joint with a teammate, some, right? It, it was, the story was, it was synthetic weed. It wasn't. What does that mean? It's this stuff. You make it out of a couch? Aaron, the children now are afraid to smoke real grass. And so they've come up with some fake stuff that they were selling, that they were, they don't anymore, that they were selling in gas stations and, and convenience stores and no whatever. Shit. Uh, horny goat weed is what some of it was called and then there's i mean it was basically catnip (laughs) i'm serious it's like catnip and some nylon yeah like and some steel wool wool. and the sos pad like just ground up in a i don't know it's not legitimate weed not legitimate weed but is it horrible for you get a very nice buzz off of it from what i hear i would get a great do you get like a crazy like, Apparently, does it make you crazy? It's, it, d- there's some side effect to it. And yeah. it's what one of the substances in it is something that is banned by the SEC. Whatever. Yeah. One yeah. of the horny goat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Synthetic. Hair of the goat. I don't know what it is. Goat hair but, has always uh, been banned. In, uh, so, so that's what they said he was okay. found with. And, okay. But come on, man. Are you the honey badger and you're smoking catnip or do you have some real weed? Yeah. I mean, 
really? I bet you know a guy. It's, yeah. you know, so Come on. Yeah. I think that was the story they gave because he has so many kid fans. Ah, right, right, so right. So it wasn't right. like a drug thing or whatever, but it definitely was a drug thing. And I'm. But it was repeated. Like, that was the problem, right? It was like repeated offenses, right? I mean, I think he oh, was yeah. like two or three times, and then they were finally like, then he went to like rehab, right? He right. didn't come and back come, for a year, and then he came he back. He tried to come back. He tried to come back. <clears throat> and okay. I don't think he played very yeah. much. I think there was a, I don't remember. Yeah. You know, it amazes me. But now he's me. doing really well. I mean, he But has, he's not playing football. No, he's playing football for the Arizona Cardinal, Cardinals. Is he? Yeah. What's his name? Thur, uh, what's his name? Um... Something something Williams or something. He has that name. T H James Thurgood Williams. Is it? Um, Am I wrong? No. <laughs> James <laughs> Thurgood Marshall. Uh, <laughs> wait, Honey James Badger. It's like T H E R I E U something. Um, oh, Thoreau. Oh my God! I just I just Googled because Carol's obviously on the synthetic weed. <laughs> honey Badger, and actually a Honey Badger came up because it is a real thing. <laughs> Whoops. Um, oh yeah, Tyran- uh, Tyron Matthew. I combined his name and called him Thoreau. Uh, yeah, he played. He's playing. Um, okay, good. I thought I'm he glad had he's playing ball. Yeah. He sat out for like a year. He did or two. sit out. Like, there was something going on in Arizona, but oh yeah, yeah, no, he was playing really well and he got hurt. That's what it was. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Despite suffering a knee injury that ended his first season with just three games left to play. Uh, Matthew succeeded in silencing his doubters in a breakout rookie campaign. He played phenomenal for the Arizona Good. Cardinals, and they were one game away of making the playoffs. And he, it, it was a season-ending knee injury. Because I remember being like, oh, that sucks, because that kid, you know, obviously really there was Good. Well, that so, makes yeah, me yeah, happy yeah, that he at yeah, least got back I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But it amazes me how many of these football players have a weed problem. I'm going to yeah. tell you a quick story that's going to – you're probably the only person that can appreciate this story. Um, I already like it. I'm doing a gig in San Francisco – at a cannabis dispensary. <laughs> Inside I, I, a cannabis dispensary. A, they sell the stuff. And, and when I say that, like I mean lounge. my car. <laughs> it was an old IHOP that they turned into a dispensary. Oh my God, this is great. So I'm in like the restauranty part where the kitchen and stuff was is where you buy the stuff. Wow. And they have a lounge where you can sit there and enjoy your medicine. Yes. Okay. So, uh, as a card carrying prescription holder, uh, a, a patient, if yes, you will, yes. I was there and they asked if I would, uh, do a, a show for the, the folks. Fine. Great. Wonderful. They were going to pay me in medicine. So I this was is amazing. there to do my duty yes, and to pick up my As an American. Script. Yes. My buddy, Justin, who played guitar for me, uh, for in the very beginning of my career for a very long time. Is with me. He might be your male counterpart. He is a total nerd about sports, whatever. He listens to the ticket. He is like on yeah. the sports radio channel. I gotcha. that is, okay. So at this time, this is this is when this was. Ricky Williams yes. is MIA. Nobody knows where he is. Remember when yeah. he like went off the grid? Oh yeah. Because nobody <laughs> yes. knew where he was. Yes. Whatever. Smoking it's this the big weed. thing. Yeah. He gets he's off the the yeah. Saints, he's kicked out of everything because of the weed. Yeah, and he played for UT here in Austin. He's got a, an oh, orange that's Hummer. Right. I mean, that's he's an right. Austin boy. I remember that. So Justin is just it's the, we've been listening to the this sports radio station yeah. out of Dallas the whole time we're in California because he's obsessed with finding where Ricky Williams is. <laughs> we are doing this show at this cannabis dispensary in San Francisco. 
I'm trying to work the room because they don't have the attention span yeah. to to do my jokes. Yeah. So I'm I'm literally say, like, where? What's your name? Where are you from? And what do you do? And literally, a guy said, "Uh, watch Law and Order." I was like, <laughs> why am I trying to do crowd work at a pot dispensary? No one's going to have anything to say to me. So this is amazing. He, so I start talking to this beautiful black man in the corner. He's got like long braids, whatever. Uh, and he says, uh, are you from, are you really from Louisiana? I said, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really from Louisiana. Originally from New Orleans, but I grew up in Lake Charles really. And he's like, oh, I was, I'm from New Orleans. I played in New Orleans. And I'm like, you played in New Orleans. Who no. did you play in New Orleans? No. He goes, football. And Justin is hitting me, hitting me from behind. No. And I'm like, what? And he's doing it. <laughs> There's teeth. That's Ricky Williams. Oh, like, my God. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know who he's talking about. I don't know who Ricky Williams is. Really, I don't. I've been hearing this name in, in the back because he keeps talking about where he is. But I don't, I don't know what's happening. I am not clued into what's happening. Oh, my God. He, he's like, I played football for him. I go, you didn't play football. For, who? I never heard of you. <laughs> right. And you're in a pot. Just, right. Like, I'm fucking with him because I don't think this is real. I think yeah. this is a pothead yes. fucking with me. Oh, my God. We get outside. He's got the orange Hummer with hilarious. the UT plates on what? it. In San Francisco. He, they have just given him... Uh, they that was back when the vaporizers you had to vaporize into that big balloon and then you had to suck the the vapor out of the big balloon. I'm gonna say sure because I have no idea what okay, you're talking so, about. But yeah, so in vaporizer okay. technology, okay. This, you'll know what time period this was. <laughs> We're talking 2004, 2005. Okay, good. Uh, you had to you had to vaporize the weed into a balloon. Okay, a big plastic bag almost, and then you had to kind of suck it out of that. Okay. to get the vapor. So you're not smoking the weed, you're vaporizing it. But it was a big to do, and it was like this volcano thing it looked like the, it reminded me of the jiffy pop you know what I mean? kind of like yeah yeah, yeah it would get that big and he they gave him one because he's ricky williams and he's walking out with this thing and just in the meantime justin is telling me like oh my god the, the guy that we're looking for the guy that every, he's like i want to call texas so bad and be like i found him you know like he, oh he's like god. he's like but i can't i can't he's so cool and he doesn't want anybody to know where so he he tells us that like he just yeah. kind of went off the grid and he's living up on this mountain and you know he comes down the, from the mountain to get his weed at this place and, and this then is we, the greatest football story then ever. we meet we totally he's like come come to my hummer come on man let's 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 try this out he's got this vaporizer so we all sit in the back of his hummer you were in ricky williams i was hummer. in ricky williams's hummer we vaporized with him. Justin is like. Did you, you guys disappear? Is what does vaporize mean exactly? You get <laughs> you, high, but you still you, remain yeah, in you, contact. You don't smoke. No, nothing burns. Okay. The weed is vaporized. All the THC goes into this hot, steamy vapor. This into would this kill bag, me. I think it would kill me. And then you inhale this. Okay. And it's, okay. It really is just a much. It's a much cleaner body buzz kind of a, okay. of a high instead of like feeling stupid. Right. It's really different. And so he he had this thing, but these things literally at the time were like five six hundred bucks. Wow. Like you weren't gonna go buy a vaporizer if you're a pothead. Like you're, you've got to be like a cancer patient who needs it. You know what I mean? Like it's not like now where you can buy like a lipstick cartridge that vaporizes shit for you in two seconds that you can like walk down the street with. You know what I mean? I saved all my Frito wrappers. Uh, I got me an e-cig. <laughs> now I got the weed in it. You know, like whatever it is. Wow. So it was a big deal, and yeah. he. He, we vaporized with him in the back of his Hummer and it was amazing. And he talked to us and he was like, you know, just telling us like how it was to play for Nick Saban. And he, Holy you know, he, crap. cause he had, uh, and he had played in Miami for him yeah. and it just, it was like a whole thing. And we literally, 
had this evening with re- like afterwards we went inside and ate together we ate all this korean this barbecue is unbelievable like, he we, always he just, just seemed like the nicest dude. he so was he was like he was like oh man he asked me if i would come clean his house i was like man i'm not your wife and i'm not a cleaning lady but thank <laughs> what? you because like, i need some you know a lady that come clean my house you a lady you come clean my house i was like i'm not coming to clean <laughs> ricky williams asked you to clean his like, house it was it was bizarre oh, man, i was amazing. like it's okay i'm a lady who likes ladies ricky you don't want none of me so we had a good time but like he we had this and to this day justin and i are and strangely enough the very next night we met robin williams and he was like you need to keep your eyes open for serena we are running into williams this week (laughs) (laughs) we met ricky williams one night and robin williams the next oh my god i need to hang out with you and justin a lot more right that's unbelievable. Yeah, I've never it, been that close. And to I, a, never, a I never, I never, like after that, you know, we Googled him and looked him up and got all the stats and all the stuff. And yeah, did you ever see the when he was in the wedding dress? He the cover signed up right after that and started playing for Miami, Miami, he's, he's and then come back with Miami. And then uh, that didn't really work. He went right back to the that, weed. That was it. Yeah, you know, he was saying that there was. I mean, he was under like. The most amount of pressure you could be. Like, you know, I think it was number one draft pick to the Saints, right? I'm pretty uh-huh. sure. Carol! Um, <laughs> she is And he's out. on, like, Mike Dicka. Uh, he was in a wedding dress, and Mike Dicka's, like, in a tuxedo. It's, like, one of the most famous, uh, like, ESPN or, or Sports Illustrated covers. And, um, and he was saying that it was so much pressure, and it was so intense, and he had so much anxiety as a, just as a human that he needed the weed to, like, you know, calm him down and focus and, and, and like, deal with the pressure. And it makes total sense. It's, I mean, it what is the difference? Differently. It what really is does. the difference between me having um, three gin and tonics and you smoking weed? There's no fucking difference. I agree. In fact, alcohol is 10 times more destructive than weed. I agree. 10 times more destructive. Maybe 100 times more destructive. But there are some people that can't take weed. I yeah. mean, I have a friend to this day who got high with me like in 1998 and like yeah. still whines about like the bad trip she had. I'm like, girl, no. yeah. you just panicked. <laughs> I told no. you nobody ODs on weed. <laughs> <laughs> never happened just fucking sit there it's gonna wear off you're gonna eat a twinkie you can go the fuck to sleep this can all end it is there's no like insane that like for instance i had to give up uh vodka in my 20s because it made me just somewhat destructive and i'm like you know me as opposed to other alcohols as opposed to other alcohols right i'm not a big drinker anymore what's well you know i have some gin and tonics (laughs) and some wine but I would like. I woke up one morning when I first moved to Los Angeles uh, with one of those huge construction horses uh-huh. in my living room, because when <laughs> I drink vodka, I'm like, "Let's take that." You know what I mean? I wake up, I'm like, "Oh," and and it was over like a large pothole, and so the next morning I dragged it back out so someone didn't kill themselves. Like, and I'm like, "All right, none of that." But uh, you know what's the difference? You know what I mean? So someone I smokes agree. weed. I like that's horrible, destructive behavior on weed. I and wouldn't be carrying very, a construction and horse. He was, here's what the problem was. He was very open about it. He yeah. didn't see that it was a big deal. And so when they asked him, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm smoking the yeah. weed. Now we've <laughs> talked about this before on, on a, a while ago on a podcast and we we're saying like this whole, it's really interesting, you know, medical marijuana, marijuana in the NFL, like, you know, it's, and, and all the players are saying, 
okay, it's 10 times better. You have like, you know, we're, we're, we're saying to these guys, basically kill yourself for three and a half hours, be as violent as possible. So we find that entertaining. I mean, I think there's such an art form in football and, I, and I don't, I don't watch it honestly, uh, to, to hear, to see those huge hits. That's not my thing, but a lot of people do watch it for those huge hits. So now then you, you leave the game. Now tell me what's better. Three huge muscle relaxers and six painkillers or a, va- a huge hit from a bong. Yeah. Um, it's like a no fucking brainer. <laughs> yeah, but then People we were saying it would really be so high. about it. And it's. It and would be funny if though to see like how like you can't have like high players during the game. Oh, man. I would love to but see. But that the would be all, hilarious. An all drug Super Bowl. Let them take whatever they would be, want and let's just unleash would be, them. It would be amazing. <laughs> so it's like how do you police it? How do you. I don't know. I don't know. It's super interesting. I don't think that we should be able to tell them, no, you can't smoke weed. They not, should be able to smoke weed. No, especially not if they have a prescription or something. Yeah. I, mean, I think that that's – and it does do that. Like that's the thing is a, some people smoke weed. I think everyone has a, a preconceived notion of what weed does, right? Yes. It's, you're going to see the – you know, you, we always saw the little cartoon character with the X's over their eyes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ah, I'm, yeah. I'm blotto. And like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, like you can't function. I mean, Carol is a bad example, but no, I'm just well, saying Carol that. had too much. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. An entire tray. Well, I didn't tell her to eat that many. Oh, she's, um, but, she's no but the thing is, is that there, it affects everyone differently. Yeah. I mean, I smoke weed and I am going to clean some shit. It yes. gets me like pumped and motivated and like I really can focus and get things done. Okay. Because I'm I feel the like opposite. What it does is, like, yeah. Stop everything else from I can just go, okay, that we can let all that go. Yeah. And get on to what we need to get on to. Yeah. Um, but I'll like lick and headbutt the wall. Yes. And there's some people that do that. <laughs> Maybe but cry. See, if I drink alcohol. Yeah. Oh my God. All I'm going to do is cry. Yeah. I'm going to cry. I'm going to tell someone <laughs> I don't love that. I love them and I'm going to cry. And that is what's going to happen. And then my tummy is going to burn and I'm going to barf before I make you take me to eat some awful amount of tacos yes. or eggs. Yes. That sounds like a wonderful evening. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, you just described last Friday. Uh, and the Aaron Foley going out. I know. I always used to say to bartenders, like, you should, the bartender should say, like, not like, what can I get you? They should, they should say, how do you want your night to unravel? <laughs> <laughs> because every alcohol affects you so differently. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're like, oh, I want some wine. You're like, oh, like, a, you want to curl up with 17 people you probably don't, you know, really <laughs> like. And then start writing in your journal. And you know what I mean? <laughs> And then vodka, it's like, hmm, you want to wake up with some construction equipment in your living room. Um, all right, let's switch some gears. Uh, that's super fun. At the end of the day, I know we were just, I just looked down on my notes. I said Johnny Menzel. I will say this. I'm cheering for the dude. I want him just to be like a really successful, fun NFL player and not a D-bag. We'll see. It's not going to happen. Tech, what do you think? Do you think the Texans should take him? That's like one of my, I'm fascinated with this draft because I'm, it's sort of like the it, it's sort of like in a way it's like the Johnny Menzel draft. That's all everyone keeps talking about. Him. It's like are they going to do Clowney first first pick with the Texans or will they take Menzel? I don't know. It's a Jerry Maguire thing. It is a Jerry. <laughs> it is a Jerry Maguire thing because you it's sort of surf or ski. I don't know. It's like a- it's if I was the Texans, like the you know the in charge of the pick, I think I would just be like, I would be. It would just be so nerve wracking because. The the popular pick obviously is Manziel stays in Texas. The ticket sales are going to be outrageous. But what if he's like, eh? Or do you take like this surefire pick and clowning? Well, the here's the thing: the Texans 
did that, right, with Keenum. Mm-hmm. They kept Keenum out of uh, – he was a yeah. Cougar, a University of Houston favorite. He didn't really yeah. get to play that last year in Houston. He got injured at a game I was at. It was where they were playing UCLA. I was in the Rose Bowl watching no that way. game as Keenum went down. Uh, so it when they when they did that for Keenum, I think they had big high hopes that Keenum was really going to come in and do that. Yeah, rocket out the ticket sales and do all the th- and it didn't happen. Well, he played so, back up to Schaub, and I then know. when, well, when and Schwab, Schaub, 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 whatever he's when gone, Schaub yeah. shit the bed. Yeah, uh, where's Schaub going? Schaub went to the Raiders, I think. Mm, I'm always positive Schaub that. went to the Raiders. And what about the coach? They're done with him too, right? Kubiak. Yeah, Kubiak now is like the offensive coach for like a God, I can't remember. A um, Pee Wee League? No, like the Redskins or something ridiculous. And uh, who's taking over the Texans? It's funny because I just put Chopin and it's Charles Shop. I, I always just think that, yeah, Oakland Raiders and Kubiak is with um, uh, Ravens, Baltimore Ravens offensive coach uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. And then who's taking over for the Texans? Uh, O'Brien from Penn State. So they have a brand new coach who's never coached in the NFL. And do you pair him with a guy that's never taken a snap in the NFL? You know what I mean? So that's the interesting part. I think that could be good, though. Part of me thinks, like, bring in, like, a new... Because that's what was happening with the Texans. They would look so good. We beat the Chargers. Did you see the Chargers-Texans uh-huh. game? We beat the Chargers in this game that was just like a nail-biting oh, that fist was to cup so- fucking fight to the death till the end. And then we lost every game after that. It was that. crazy. Every game after that. Every game it was, after it was, that. That was like ridiculous. All of them. So do you split we were your two lead? 2-0 and, oh, and oh, yeah. 2-11. and 11. Like what? Because I was like, you know, the Texans have been building up and building up and building up. We had I, such a good season the two years before. Such good seasons. And a lot of feel-good players on your on the team. Now, yeah. is this your... So it's, you like the Saints and the Texans? Yeah. Well, I yeah. followed the Texans a lot because that's what the, the ex was into. Yeah. And I, yeah. so I ended up watching a lot of those games. Yeah. But then, you know, I'm, I mean, Sean Payton, you can't... Yeah. And with him being gone, and so we had that whole year of weirdness. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I had to see what was going to happen with my Saints. Yeah, when they won that Super Bowl, that was that so was the awesome. Greatest, most. Uh, it was. It was literally the weekend before my birthday, and Mardi Gras. It was. It, they won on the fifth. That was the Sunday, and the seventh was Mardi Gras. Oh my god! That's so two amazing. days later. So I like we won that game. I was like, boom! I was on a plane going home, like just. I'm, so awesome. my birthday's a couple days later and I was just like it was just a party for two weeks I just I literally we won a Super Bowl I had things to do I had a life going on we won the Super Bowl and I just left town and went back <laughs> home to party with my friends that's awesome for because it was going to be Mardi Gras and and New Orleans and and stuff to do so I just wanted that's one of my favorite Super Bowls because I'm like a you know huge Manning family like I cheered for Peyton I'll, I always cheered for the Colts because of Peyton I watched Ole Miss to watch Eli play. Aww. And then when we got him, you know, picked by the Chargers and the flipperoo, and the Giants got him, I was bawling like a baby. I was like, oh my God, we got Eli Manning. And I've been his biggest, like, I'm probably the only one that defends him, to, like, except for his, like, parents till like, the day <laughs> I die. But uh, so going in, and I love Drew Brees, and that was, wasn't that Katrina year? It or was five years after. It was five it was exactly years after? five years after. Oh my god! Oh, okay. So that's what it was. It was like an anniversary. It was something. It was, it was 
That was in February, and the anniversary would have been in August. So, yeah, I mean, it was like literally five and a half. It was one of those stories where the Saints were were oh, God, were yeah. representing. You know, something the triumph. city needed more than anything, Big right? Time. And we all, and I always loved, you know, New Orleans is such, it's, it's just to feel good. Oh, you guys God. went through those horrible years of just like, you know, bags over your, the bags over the head, you know, yeah. for decades. Um, and Drew, Drew Brees is a dream sequence. But they were playing the Colts, and, you know, I was like, well, I want, you know, Peyton to win. But he had just, he had already won one. And so uh-huh. I thought, I was like, you know what? This is kind of a stress free Super Bowl for me because I enjoy both teams. But it was really kind of like pulling for the Saints because of like the horror oh, show. Yeah. And then when they won, and there's that photo. Do you remember with Drew Brees' little son with uh-huh. the with the big earphones? Right. Uh, I was like, that is so like sweet. image in my brain is one of the best sports photos of all time. Yeah, for sure. And it w- it was there was just like a an electricity in that city for like yeah. weeks after. I mean, yeah. people were so excited so awesome. and so happy and so yeah. you know. It, it was, that was that super dreamy. Yes. The Saints have, I would have pulled the Texan schedule, but last night, uh, NFL peeps, um, the the football schedules came out, and uh, that's like, oh, it's like Christmas morning uh, <laughs> in the in our, Aaron Foley households. Uh, I don't know why I get, I, you know, I get a, I get generally excited. Uh, you're, the Saints, you know, you've got Falcons, Carolina, Tampa Bay in your division. Falcons, you know, they're Arch hitter enemies. They're we just... gotta kill these moth flickers. It... I don't like them. <laughs> you just said moth flickers. That's amazing. <laughs> That's how I feel about the Cowboys. Um That's how I feel. Carolina's about the so too. much better. Tampa the Cowboys Bay... are Justin's team though. Justin uh, like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. will we will gotta be on the, the road Cowboys. and he will be in an airport trying to watch the end of a Cowboys game, like missing the flight. Yeah. Throwing thing Funyuns, throwing Funyuns at the TV when Romo I love that Cowboys fans eat Funyuns. Um, <laughs> he's probably the only Cowboy fan I would like. Uh, so, yeah, that's a really more competitive division than ever. Tampa Bay, God, they, it could go either way with Tampa Bay. They're in the, apparently, get them. it came out this week that they're now in the hunt for maybe Johnny Vanzel. I think he's going to go to Cleveland. But then you guys have. What? So you don't think Houston's going to pick him up? No, I don't. I don't because the only reason why is because I listened to these like huge like football nerds like the Mel Kuypers and the Todd McShay and they were saying that um, Bill O'Brien is like uh, a coach the the Penn State coach that took over the Texans he's like um, a very sort of uh, by the book pocket passer prototype quarterback coach and that Manziel does not fit his coaching style whatsoever so then Skip Bayless I was watching. First take, and Skip Bayless is like up Johnny Manziel's butt, uh, and he was like, "This is when the owner should step in and say, like, I'm picking Manziel. You're gonna have to deal with it." And then it's just like a really interesting. It's like the owner versus the coach. Do you like rely on the first year coach? Do you? It, there's a lot. There's a lot, but I don't think. Um, no, I don't think they're gonna take him. I think it's too big of a risk when you've got a guy like Clowney. Um, and kind of every year, someone fairly, really good at quarterback kind of come, you know, emerges. I don't know. Should be interesting. The Giants, uh, we got the dreaded uh, NFC West. We're playing the NFC West. We have back to back weeks of the Seattle Seahawks and then the San Francisco 49ers. Back to back? Back to back. F you, NFL. Like two weeks of. of- you in Seattle and two weeks. No, 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 no. Oh. Seattle one week and then the 49ers the next week. Okay. I'm like, well, that there goes they, we, two. They did that to us last year. We you played guys have, some weirdo team twice. You guys have um, 
Who are we playing? You first? guys have San Francisco, which is going to be tough. Uh, but you guys have the AFC North and the NFC North. Meh. Nah, they're Meh. all they're all like you know, like the Packers are going to be hard. Steal it, but you know, honestly, I'd rather pay, play the AFC North and the freaking NFC West. I, I mean, agree. Arizona's better than ever. St. Louis. That could go either way. But yeah. San Francisco and Seattle are going to be basically playing for the Super Bowl again. Yeah. And then we have AFC South. We have the Colts, Tennessee, <laughs> Jacksonville, and Houston. Yeah, to oh, me, that's know. such a... I don't know. I don't that's know. The, that's the easy one to me. T- to me, I'm like, you know, the Colts will be t- hard. Tennessee, I feel like we can beat. Jacksonville, I feel like we can beat. And Houston, maybe we could beat. But then you, again, it depends what Giants Houston. team Houston shows up. Houston will beat themselves. You don't even need to <laughs> do anything. Houston will beat themselves. Yeah, I don't know. So it's gonna be it's gonna be totally interesting. We're now posing for a photo, <laughs> photo op. Yay! Carol finally woke Carol up. Finally Carol finally woke up. Finally woke up. All right, we're finally. Uh, fi- <laughs> we seriously, God, we are seriously taking a photo right now. Um, all right, two more stories. We're nearing the end. Uh, one football story and then one quick baseball story, and we're out. Uh, the, we'll just stay with the football story and then do the, the Yankee pitcher and close out the show. Uh, Buffalo Bills. I thought this was the funniest story I was telling you about. They just got sued for $3 million. They settled a lawsuit <laughs> for $3 million because whoever's in charge of texting at the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills fans would sign up for five texts a week. And uh, apparently they got like 13 or 15. They blew up all the Buffalo Bills fans phones and they sued and won for like overages, like data use. Like you, (laughs) you blew up my data usage. I was like, was there a teenage girl texting from the (laughs) Buffalo Bills? Oh my God, Becky. (laughs) Did you just see how badly we sucked on Sunday? It was so uh, bad. I actually just watched, I'm in the movie grudge match for about 10 seconds. Oh my God. That's awesome. With uh, Robert De Niro and uh and Sylvester Stallone and Kevin Hart and there's actually a scene in the movie that I I hadn't seen because I wasn't in it but there's a when I watched the movie there's a scene where he says something like uh how'd you lose all that money the the money he got boxing they're boxers and he says I bet on the Buffalo Bills he goes why would you do that (laughs) and he's like I thought fourth time for God's sake no one loses Super, you know, it's just they're arguing over. Oh my god, that's awesome. Betting on the Buffalo Bills, oh, the and it was Bills. just such a funny. I don't know why that scene just struck no, me so hard. No, it's hysterical because yeah. it's such a like down and luck. But now Trump is uh, put his is like he was like I'm going to buy the Buffalo Bills. Donald Trump. Oh, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I was like, well, that could be some good news that for the Bills. That could be some good news. I mean, the fact that they can't even win. They're like six and ten, and now they have to pay three million dollars because they've been <laughs> texting too much. <laughs> God, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, okay, we're gonna discuss uh, the the tar incident, uh, the pine tar incident, and then even, I'm from leave Louisiana, and I'm not even sure what pine tar is. It's just this like really sticky, like pine, like a uh, like, like sap, right? That uh, you rub on, uh, basically. You know those uh, when they're when they're up at bat or when they're in the batting circle, and they always they take that sort of what looks like um like a piece of cardboard and they rub the bat. Yeah. So you can use uh, like X amount of pine tar, just a little bit, like on the handle, uh, to get a better grip on the bat. Right. Uh, now I think I'd have to I honestly have to double check this because it's like this used to be completely illegal. 
there's there's amounts right because like George Brett in the 80s he had pine tar like all over his hands all over the bat he had a home run and then you know they lost their whatever the home run didn't count because of pine tar whatever so there's there's always been this pine tar issue trace forever. amounts of pine tar trace are allowed. amounts um but Michael Pineda we got him the Yankees got him two years ago then he hurts his arm he doesn't pass his physical we've been waiting two years for this dude to pitch Two weeks ago versus the Red Sox, they noticed all this brown substance on his hand. He said it was dirt, but it was scandalous, but the Red Sox didn't say anything. Now he's pitching against the Red Sox again, and he's got pine tar on his neck. If you literally look it up, you'll see (laughs) a wad of substance on your neck that he was to grip the ball, to better grip the ball. And he said he was having trouble gripping the ball. You're a major league pitcher you're having trouble gripping the ball i've waited two years for this dude <laughs> to pitch for the yankees and he's got a hunk of pie tar on his freaking neck i believe this is straight out of the movie major league am i wrong it is Didn't straight the old guy, out like, vaseline, vaseline ball or, i mean it's or, ridiculous yeah, uh, can you hide it a little bit better his nose i mean like yeah i mean on your neck put it on your little put it anywhere but sack. your fucking neck <laughs> I mean, you must just put it on like all over your face and be like, (laughs) they say a lot of major league catchers put it pine tar on their shin guards and then they wipe their hand on their shin guard and throw the ball back to the pitcher. So it's got a little bit of pine tar on it. Fine. Do whatever you got to do. Don't put it on your fucking neck. Pineda. Okay, that moment so was brought to you by. To uh, I need an anxiety sh- uh, pill, so he'll be suspended. Pop brownie. Yeah, uh, I need a pop brownie immediately to deal with my pitchers. He's gonna be. He'll be suspended. He'll be suspended. Two years. I've waited for this guy to pitch. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, uh, someone just came to the door with a with a with a with a pop brownie. Uh, yeah, Pineda. How about this? How about you don't put a, a, a pine tar on your neck? <laughs> Next time he's going to come out and pitch, he's going to have like a cocaine ring right around <laughs> just, just That'd be awesome. What he's going to like did? go down on the ground and just sniff the line and then he come should, back up. He should just come out wearing like a KY jelly <laughs> t-shirt or something. Like just like how much? Like really? WD-40 in the back pocket. He comes out with like a backpack and every pitch pine he just reaches tar. in and grabs stuff. Yeah, it pine tar. Like I want something I want to get a hold of though for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Move back! Mama's got the pine tar! <laughs> Did you ever smoke pine tar in Mississippi? You ever, you you ever had a pine tar up? brownie, boy? Come here. <laughs> <laughs> ever seen a grown man naked? Ever spent any time in a Turkish prison? <laughs> ever smoke any pine tar? Um, all right, we've come to the end of the show. At the end of the show, I always leave with a, a feel-good moment. Boston Marathon was on Monday. Yes. So feel-good. More runners than ever. People, runners were saying they had music, like, um, you know, uh, on their, uh, I was just about to say Walkman, um, <laughs> iPods, iPods. And they couldn't even hear the music because the crowds were screaming, thank you for run." Like, it was an amazing day. Like, yes. I have chills thinking about it. Uh, Boston Strong. So this is our this is our feel-good moment. Uh, not only did the Boston Marathon go off without a hitch, thank fucking God. It was an amazing, amazing moment for Boston, for the U.S. But it was the first time since 1983 that American uh, runner... Uh, won the marathon. Uh, he, I forget where he was born. I think he was born in Africa, but he's been an American citizen forever. His name is um, Meb uh, Kaflezigi. I'm, I'm horrible at pronunciation. Thank you, John Travolta. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Whose name is that? It's Meb Kaflezigi. Does he sing? Kaflezigi. He also okay. sings and dances. He won the New York City Marathon in 2009, silver, Olymp- uh, silver medalist in the Olympics in 2004. He wins the Boston Marathon with the American flag screaming Boston strong. I was crying. I literally like tears pouring down my face. It was a sweet moment. I didn't know there was a winner moment. to that, I guess. Yeah, man and a woman. Uh, and the last time that a woman won, American woman was 85. Uh, but it was an amazing day and just uh, just an amazing comeback for the city. And so that's our feel good moment. That's so sweet. And I, as a, as just a little addendum, I was just in Boston. Yeah. And uh, went to Wahlburgers, had the most amazing hamburger I've ever had in my whole life. Look at this. It's all coming together. It's <laughs> so good. I had a little uh, pot mayonnaise spread right on top of the burger. <laughs> Ricky Williams called me. We're still tweeting at each other. Oh, it's full circle, you oh, guys. That was well before tweeting, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Jen Cobra, thank you so much for taking the time in the middle of the Radisson in Austin, Texas. Uh, where can we find you? Uh, everyone has to see this. Uh, you perform. I have a website, jencober.com, J-E-N-K-O-B-E-R. Nice. Dot com. Dot com. And what's your, uh, you on the Twitter? Oh, yeah, I'm on the Twitter and the Facebook. There's all nice. those buttons to click yes. at the Just, click, just go to jencober.com, get your schedule, go see this woman perform. You're in, performing in, in Lake Charles a lot, right? I, I have some shows set up uh, in Lake Charles over the summer, but I'm getting, we're getting back to Los Angeles. Los we're about Angeles. Nice. Move the new lady and all the children's all out I to Los Angeles. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So find uh, Jen Cober. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Sports Without Balls fans have the best week of your life.